0: When we think of the future of leadership in sales, what, or rather who, do we see? Women in Sales Everywhere and SalesLoft have teamed up to answer this question. And let me assure you, there's no doubt that the future is
1: female. I'm Sydney Sloan, Chief Marketing Officer at SalesLoft. And I'm Alex Adamson, Executive Director of Women in Sales Everywhere. We'll be sitting down with each outstanding female leader on our inaugural future female CROs list to discuss everything from their sales philosophies, to how they keep their lives organized, to how they unwind after a breakneck day. Together, we'll dig into
0: exactly what makes each of these women so extraordinary. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the future female CRO list. This is Alex Adamson, and today we are chatting with Lizzie Rouleau, the Director of Sales for the Liquid Division at TripActions. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Before we hopped on to start recording, we were just catching up. And for those listening, I've known Lizzie for a very long time. Um, Actually, long before we were even in our kind of sales world, we were in another pseudo-professional world together, (laughs) women's water polo in college. So Lizzie, let's start there. We'll, We'll go way back. You played water polo at UC Santa Barbara. So tell us a little bit about that. You played professionally you know, after college. What was that experience kind of like? Yeah,
0: water polo was one of my first true loves. I mean, it got me into like one of the most amazing schools, I, I like to say, in the country. I really wanted the ability to like continue playing and I had seen and heard such amazing things about playing abroad and I just had to do it. So actually I am um, connected with one of my best friends who was on my team, her older sister who went to USC played on the team that I actually got put on in Spain. So she gave me like a ton of advice. Um, I mean, it was so fun, like being 22, 23, 24. And really my full-time job was playing water polo and getting paid to do it. So I was fit. And then I got to like, I got to explore all of Spain the first year. You know, every weekend we didn't have a tournament. We were going to some different city in Europe or something And then after Spain, I actually did the exact same thing in Australia, which was even more fun, you know, being on the beach and whatnot.
1: I just love that so much. And I remember the first time we met, you had just gotten back from Australia. Is that when you went to Zillow or was there a a spot in between? Yeah. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. um, I had studied sociology in college, which back then you kind of don't really know where that's going to take you, right? Like, okay, yes, I'm a very social being. And like, it was great to learn about children and pointing under two years old. Um, But I wasn't like totally sure that I was going to do. So in the two years that I was abroad, all of my girlfriends had gone into sales careers, right? So some of my best friends all went through Yelp, which obviously has like great sales training for like, you know, SMB and CAE side. And so when I got back, I thought, well, maybe I'll do something like that. And actually it was, it was fate. I was with one of my best girlfriends who had just left Yelp and she was actually moving into recruiting and we had gone out in the Marina in uh, San Francisco. And she actually introduced me to her old coworker who she was at Yelp with, who is now the sales leader at Zillow. And, you know, I, I struck up a conversation with him and I was like kind of talking like, you know, I'm not totally sure what I want to do, but I, I think I can do this sales thing. My friends have all been talking about it. Like, I have no shame. I'm happy to pick up the, call on, the phone on Monday and like make a cold call. So he was like, hey, why don't you give me a call on Monday? And he's like, I know a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people in tech. Like, I'm sure I could introduce you to a hiring manager. And then when I called him on Monday, he's like, you know what, actually, you know, I really liked like what you were saying. And do you want to interview for me? And I was like, are you kidding? Like at this point, I was like, Zillow is such a cool company. I was 24 years old. I was like, absolutely. So it, it was fate. And then I started working
1: there like the next week. I love that. So you're you're in that space, you know, doing well. At what point did you realize that it was time for a change? Because you ended up going to, to Zenefits. And this was like early days Zenefits. They were still building the sales team, like, What was that transition like and what made you make that move over there?
0: Yeah, so there was a a turning point in my career. I had to decide. They were basically sunsetting the San Francisco sales office at Zillow, and they wanted to move everyone up to headquarters in Seattle. And it's actually surprising once we talk further into my career that I didn't do that because I love moving for my careers. But I had only been back in California for about a year and a half, and I just wasn't ready to make the move yet. I wanted to like get more experience in the Bay Area because I knew that was like the center of technology, right? So that's when I actually decided to take the severance of Zillow and stick in California. And I had ended up working with a recruiting firm. So I was working with Bet's Recruiting. And our very good friend, Jamie, she had put me into a ton of interviews. So I was looking for a lot in like the commercial org, uh, in the commercial segment. And I just remember like, I mean, it's the volume game, but I think I did like 15 interviews and I got close with a few, but I just like didn't fall in love. And then I'll never forget when I met the Zenefits team, they were 15 employees. I met with um, the head of sales, Sam Blonde, and I met with um, the then CEO, Parker Conrad. And they were like in this tiny little office in the mission. And it's like what you dream of when you think of like technology sales. And it was like this hilarious little office that had beautiful exposed brick, but like half of us didn't have desks. because We didn't have enough space, but it was really exciting. I I won't lie that I was nervous to start there because I knew what was going to happen. I knew that I was going to like fall in love with the tech world. And I knew I was going to work too much. And I mean, it was crazy. I think we, I had four promotions within like eight months. We grew from like 15 people. I was the first SMB sales hire at the time to like a team of, you know, I forget how big our sales team got immediately. I mean, we hit a thousand, we hit 2000 people at benefits within two years. It taught me like everything about selling and, and especially the velocity play. Um, there was ups and downs, but it was, it was an amazing experience.
1: Well, and I think you touched on this earlier with moving around, you ended up going out to the Phoenix office to help grow that. And there was such like a great early Zetta mafia of like the Robbie Allens and and all of those folks. So what was that transition just you know, picking up and building a brand new office when you guys had such a strong HQ? I think it tells a lot for
0: the culture that the company had in general, which is also like what I saw at TripActions now. You know the the transition was interesting. I had the ability to take on the first SMB team besides myself, right? Or I had the opportunity to move to Scottsdale to help help open up that office, and it happened to be that like still to this day, like one of my very best sales mentors, Tyler John, who works at me, who works with me at Trip Actions he was going to open up the Scottsdale office and he'd already done this with Yelp. So he was like proven track record that he knew what he was doing. And so I just kind of like weighed my options. I was like, I love adventure and I love a challenge. And I was like, I will be great as a San Francisco sales manager, no doubt about it. Right. But what I actually saw in the future at Scottsdale was that I had the ability to grow so much more myself Because the headquarters was already like pretty set in stone, right? So it's like, okay, I don't have as much upward mobility. So I was really excited for that. And again, like going with Tyler, I couldn't make a wrong move, but it was great. We actually did some really great things where we had um, people from headquarters come over every single week, right? So someone would come in commercial this week, someone would come in mid market. We'd have ops people come. We had a nice rotation of the executives so that you can really feel that like you still had the love, even though you weren't directly in the headquarter office.
1: Yep. I love that. And I think that's something, granted, like this idea of office locations has really shifted over the last year, but when companies are opening up all over the world and you're still trying to maintain that like value system and the culture from HQ, I think so often it's easy to take people and have them do training at HQ, but then they go back to their remote office and they feel like they're on an island.
0: We had so many people come from headquarters that had like really built that office. To come help redo that in Scottsdale, so it actually made the transition
1: super smooth. Yeah, I love that. And you touched on Tyler John, who ended up, I think, being a huge reason that you wound up at Trip Actions.
0: Actually, he's there because of me.
1: Okay, let's hear that story. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So everyone kind of knew the fate of what happened at Zenefits. So after Zenefits, I, um, you know, I put, I was blood-sweat and tears. I was, I was bleeding orange. Um, <laughs> And so uh, I actually decided to take six months off. And uh, Tyler John, being a very good friend of mine, we actually met up in Europe. We were like traveling around Europe together. And around the same time, about October, 2016, we both decided to move back to our respective coasts. So I left Scottsdale and went to San Francisco and he left Scottsdale and went to New York. He found a really good job as like a head of sales. He was like head of sales head of CS, head of um, you know SDR for this company called Negotiatis, And then I found TripActions. So I kind of repeated my life cycle. And I started at TripActions as the 15th employee. I was the second sales hire. And interestingly enough, so at Zenefits, I became a director of sales. I had 110 people reporting to me. I had 10 different managers with like 10 people each on their team. But I was really siloed in the commercial world. And I really felt strongly about like moving up market. And so when I was looking at companies, I was looking between sales management roles and IC roles. I was willing to take a step back in my career to move into the mid-market segment. I could not find a mid-market manager position and I really wanted it. Um, so... I was running into the you've never sold into this segment before. And Zenefits was such a velocity play in the segment that I was part of. I was focusing on companies under 50 employees. Trip Actions, I found them. And it was for uh, the fir- It was for the second mid-market sales hire. And it was actually just the second sales hire because we didn't have commercial then. And I fell in love with our founders. And I was so bought into like what they were like creating and starting. And I'd actually used some of our now competitors. Previously at Zillow, we were on one of our competitors. And then I traveled a little bit for, for Zenefits as well. And so I just fell in love with the vision that they had. So like, fast forward 2 years at TripActions, I came to the same crossroads where they're like, hey, we want you to open up New York. That's where Tyler John came back into play. So Tyler was still at Negotiatus at this point. And I was moving over as the mid-market sales manager. I'd been a sales manager in California for like the last like 8 months. And I basically looked to our then CRO, Rich Liu, and Michael Sinesich, who was like our head of sales underneath, underneath Rich, and then our CEO, Ariel. And I said, you guys, I know who you should hire to be the head of sales. I was like, but you need a stretch because at first they were kind of maybe just looking for a director. And I was like, he's a VP and you need to hire him. And then I called Tyler. I said, Tyler, your company's doing awesome, but my company's doing better. And I said, you need to come work for us. And he said, all right, I'll, I was like, just take the interview. That's all I ask." I was like, I won't do anything else. Just take the interview. That's what I'm telling them. You know, the executives, that's what I'm telling you. And then you guys can decide if this works out. And then fate, two years later, two and a half years later, we're still, still rocking
1: it. Okay. So you build the team in New York. There was so much buzz around funding. It was a crazy year in travel. I can't imagine what it was like to be over there and be leading a team during 2020. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah. You know, I'll like kind of like rewind like a year, you know, 2019 was, it was an incredible year. Like our trajectory was through the roof. Um, I mean, I'll never forget. We just had our SKO this year virtually, but I remember last year we had our SKO. We flew everyone out to San Francisco and I just remember we had just brought on our new CRO who's amazing Carlos and, it was just so much like pump up, you know, like this is going to be the year for us. 2020, We're to, it's like going to be everything. And, you know, lo and behold, two weeks later is when everything shut down. You know, there's no hiding behind it that it was tough. TripActions had layoffs, right? We laid off about one fourth of the company about a week or two into COVID. I think it was April 1st last year. So we're just about up on that time. So, you know, this is the second company that I've had layoffs with. And it does not get easier, right? You still see your friends leave. But I do think that we're in such a stronger place. There's no lie that the first like four months were really tough. And it definitely took some time. I would say in July is when we really started like getting everything back. And like we started like feeling better and like the the culture came back. I mean, we had to work, the executives and everyone like in the management worked so hard to really take care of the people who were still there. You know, to get them to where we are today. We actually ended up having the best year that we've had. We hit all of our sales targets. We just had to do a few pivots, right? We had to figure out, like, we really had to narrow in and why the, the why now, right? We had to make that relate to the to the buyers where it, it ended up being amazing. And then I actually, you know, we'll talk about it in a second, but then midway through all this, I actually transitioned to our other side of the product, which is another thing like so amazing about TripActions is that we completely like innovated and iterated midway through to launch this new product that isn't as affected by the travel pandemic.
1: <laughs> so tell us about about this because I remember hearing about this and then realizing after like, oh, that's Lizzie's team. So yeah, tell us, tell us more about what that division does.
0: Yeah. So the vision of Trip Actions was always to be a full end-to-end travel and expense solution. We mastered the travel side first. And then over the last like two years, we've been building the payments and expense side. So we officially released TripActions Liquid in like, I think it was like April of last year, Um, but we just released it as a payment solution. So basically what we had is we had virtual cards and we had physical credit cards. So you could book all of your travel on this virtual card in the system through TripActions, but then you also had the ability to have physical cards when you're on the road or taking teams out to dinner or like taking clients out to dinner. And this is kind of like the second part that we really wanted to master Mid-September, we officially launched the expense reimbursement part, right? So you can actually use your own personal credit card and get reimbursed right through there. So it was a great way to iterate. Now we really are one of the only products on the market and only solutions on the market that has the full end to end. What my team specifically does is I have two teams now. So one of my teams focuses on the core team, we call the core team, they're the travel team. And they're actually working as kind of like solution consultants, subject matter experts, you know, the SMEs that help the core team sell an entire end to end product, which is great. And then I have a second team, which actually focuses on our install base. So all of our current customers working on upselling them into the full T&E solution as well.
1: You've made a lot of like very wise and very calculated risks, right? Like there was no guarantee that going over to Zenefits when there were 15 people and you were sharing desks was going to work. There was no guarantee that going to Phoenix was going to play in your favor. There was no guarantee that this travel and expense company was going to be anything. There was no guarantee you guys were going to make it through 2020. So how would you, for people listening or maybe folks who are coming up in their sales careers, how would you give them advice around like taking calculated risks and betting on yourself?
0: Yeah. I, I think it's twofold. I think it's trust the people that you work for enough. You know, I look back at the people that I, that I moved for and the companies that I started at early. Like, you know, I really, really respected and understood what they were going to do with this company or that company, right? Um, so I think that's like one part. And I think the second part is like, I've always been the person to want to take the adventure or want to try the next thing. And I think it, it's played really well, but I think some people are happy with the status quo. So I would just say like, you know, trust in yourself that you can do it, right? And that you can take that that leap of faith and like try
1: the next thing. You've just had such an unbelievable run at some companies that have done some some really cool stuff. You are now back in California. I am back.
0: I just bought a place in San Francisco. My family's very happy that I'm I'm nearby.
1: Do you feel like you're a different person now than the last time you you lived in San Francisco?
0: You know what I do? I do. Personally, I feel like a more mature person, um, like more of an adult now. A lot of my friends have also evolved in their lives, right? There We have we have a lot of husbands and a lot of babies and a lot of dogs in the lives now. And you know, people moving to the suburbs. Like San Francisco is always home. So my family's from uh, the peninsula. So I grew up in Los Altos. So the Bay Area is always home. So it feels calm. It feels like it was before, but I personally feel a little bit different coming back this time. Maybe it was New York. It, you know, it wears on you.
1: (laughs) There's something about being in New York. I think that makes you age in dog years a little bit. (laughs) One year in New York is a much longer year. New York was always a dream of mine.
0: My brother went to NYU. He's a year older than me. I was like, I like, since I was 18, I was going like once a quarter. And I was like, I will move to New York. And I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to live out my dream. I mean, you know, it's like, There's nothing like New York City.
1: I I still stand by. I think if you have the opportunity to move to New York, do it. Because even if you're only there for a year, you will learn so much about yourself. It is such a great city to be in. There's something for everyone in New York. Yeah. Okay. So when you're not working, what are you doing? Where do we find you?
0: Yeah. I'm usually with my friends. I'm going on hikes or drinking wine. I love to go to Tahoe. So my parents have a beautiful place up in Truckee. And my, one of my brothers is actually living up there right now. So I try to get up there like once a month. But usually with friends and family. Sometimes I'm also glued in front of my television because I don't want to move. So it just kind of depends how hard the week's been.
1: Anything that we need to be watching right now that you're loving?
0: What am I loving? I just finished season three of Westworld, which is always a mind trip if anyone watches that. But I've also been trying to like watch movies because my attention spans a little bit easier when I'm watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm big back into books now.
1: Well, Lizzie, for anybody listening who is interested in learning more about Trip Actions or more about you, or might want to get in touch with you about an opportunity, how should they find you? How should they reach out?
0: I mean, feel free to email me. My email address is Lizzie. I spell it with an IE. So it's L-I-Z-Z-I-E at tripactions.com. But you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm very active. I'm constantly recruiting on LinkedIn. So we are hiring in every role you could imagine at TripAction. So whether you want to work for Liquid or you want to be in sales or CS or support or finance or FinOps, everyone's hiring. We, uh, we're, we're gearing up
1: for a really exciting 2021 into 2022. And we are recording this on International Women's Day. Any parting last words or advice for young women growing in their sales careers?
0: find good mentors and band together, you know, and there's not a lot of us and the higher up and the the further along we get, there's even fewer. So similar to Alex and myself, you know, like band together and, 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 you know, it'll help you go a lot further and help you stay a little sane too.
1: Having a community and having peers makes a huge, huge difference. 100%. Well, Lizzie, thank you so, so much. It was so good to see you. Thank you, Alex. And we will talk soon. Thanks for listening. This was
0: SalesLoft and WISE's future female CROs. Check back next week for another episode featuring an outstanding female CRO of tomorrow. And until next time, this was Sydney Sloan from SalesLoft
1: and Alex Adamson from Women in Sales Everywhere.